it's Andrew Wilkow. Here's my opening monologue from today's Wilkow Majority on Sirius XM Patriot. Richard Blumenthal, the hard-charging hero of the Vietnam War, spoke at an event sponsored by the Communist Party. And now he's saying, well, maybe I shouldn't have gone there. Did you not know the event was sponsored by the Communist Party? Well, let me ask you a more blunt question. Are you now or ever have you ever been a member of the Communist Party? Now, if a Republican senator were to accept a speaking engagement and there was even an alleged white supremacist in the room, not an organizer, just there. Wow, see these guys, this is one of these white nationalist events. So Blumenthal accepted an invitation from the Communist Party. And he went and spoke. And then he got caught. The ramping up of pieces on the future Trumpian insurrection are hitting a high volume. So you have to know something here. And I've reached out to a writer who wrote a book, a scathing criticism of conservative-minded talk radio, a woman named Nicole Hammer, who works at Columbia. Immediately when I first reached out on social media, I had the wrong Twitter handle. I had her name, but that's not her Twitter handle. But basically she's saying is that journalists need to drop the shroud of objectivity and just air fingers, quote, defend democracy, which is to say to to promote the Democrat agenda. But why are these pieces being written? Has the FBI or the NSA or anybody done any sort of intelligence gathering to say that there's some potential threat? There's always a potential threat. The Democrats in the media wanted you to believe that that Barack Obama was the first president to need Secret Service protection. Now, they knew that wasn't true. Kennedy was assassinated. There was an attempt on Reagan's life, Teddy Roosevelt's life. But they made it sound like, well, you know, everything was fine until Barack Obama came along. And it brought up the the, the white supremacist. Yep. Uh, members of Congress, House and Senate, mayors, people in, people in the public spotlight face security threats. That's, that's, that's pretty well known. But to believe that, you know, Barack Obama presented something, well, he was the first black president. Okay. Kennedy got shot in the head and he was a white guy. And he was shot by a communist, by the way. But they keep promoting this Trumpian MAGA insurrection in the future. Now the, you have three retired generals who are writing op-ed pieces saying, well, it's in the military. Why don't you just be more honest? It's not enough that you control education. It's not enough that you control the majority of pop culture. You want full submission. You want full indoctrination and submission. And you are going to scare millions of people that there's this boogeyman insurrection ready to happen. Or as John Heilman of the Showtime program, the circus said, 30 million people. I got news for you. The federal government 
even if it got rid of Posse Comitatus and just blew that seal wide, would have a very hard time with 30 million people unless this became NATO. And even then, 30 million people. Are they going to lay waste to the country? 30 million people. The active duty of the United States military is like 1.5 million. Even if you called up all the reserves and National Guard, even if you federalized law enforcement, you still would be you would still be about 10% of this 30 million force. Which is insane to think. But this is what they're doing now, and they're calling it journalism. They're doing the news peg without the peg. They're just saying, oh my God, this third. What is the basis of this? Well, there were veterans at January 6th. Notice they've never cared for violent factions when there was about 600 riots in the year 2020. Didn't bother them at all. Paid no mind. Mostly peaceful protest. On a funny note, Officer Michael Fanon, the darling, uh, all of a sudden the Democrats found a white guy with a beard and a flannel shirt with neck neck tattoos who was a cop and a Southern droll that they fell in love with. He's now leaving D.C. Metro Police for a job at, get this, hold on, drum roll, CNN. So Michael Fanon, it'll be short-lived. Understand this, it's going to be short-lived. He's not going to be the next Chris Cuomo. He's giving up his job as a police officer, and I wonder if he's, does he have 20 years? Does he already have pension? I don't know. But he's leaving the the Metro Police for, D.C. Metro Police for a gig at CNN. I don't think that could be any more convenient. So we're going to be, we're, this is going to be how they get rid of defund the police from the airwaves for a while so they could try to win uh, 2022. Eric Swalwell, so farts a lot, he doesn't think that unvaccinated Americans should be allowed to cross state lines. Oh, no, 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 we got to have travel restrictions, he says. I mean, not for people from other countries. They can come in unvaccinated all they want so long as they vote Democrat, but you know, you people, you're going to be purged from society. Now, I want to make something perfectly clear. I have the audio of Donald Trump defending his getting the booster. The fact that you do something or that somebody does, supporting somebody's right to do something or not do something does not mean that you have to do it or not do it with them. There's a difference, and I'm going to be going through this right now with the Bette Midler controversy. There is a difference between a single, a single issue and a common issue. There's a difference, or I should say a single goal and a common goal. A common goal is for everyone to have free speech. A single goal is only for certain people to have free speech. See the difference? There's the common and the singular. They are, they are distinct. Like we, the people of the United States. Or common defense and general welfare. The common doesn't assume the singular. So if Donald Trump says, well, you're giving 
You're giving away the success of my administration to the left and Joe Biden. Stop doing that. Some people ought to hear that message because it's correct. But if you say, Andrew, I don't want to get vaccinated. Okay. Why do you care if someone else got vaccinated? You're playing into the hands of the Democrat left here. That somehow you've exposed some hypocrisy. There's no hypocrisy. If somebody says, I want to get vaccinated, or my doctor advised me to get vaccinated, or I don't, I don't want to live in fear of this virus, standing or crossing your arms, acting like that somehow makes you a Toyota Prius driving, you know, visualized world peace coexist, you know, leftist, lesbian, hippie, vegan is nonsense. It, it doesn't. But this is the trap that's being laid for people who support the right of people to be unvaccinated. There's a difference there. I support someone's right to be vaccinated or unvaccinated. That doesn't mean making a decision alongside that person. It means you have the right to do that. It's like gambling. I don't gamble. Just not my thing. But if you want to gamble, I support. I don't have to gamble to support your right to gamble or your privilege of gambling. I don't have to say the things that someone else would otherwise say to support their free speech to say it. It's like, okay, a a common goal or a common purpose or a common issue is making music. A single issue or a single purpose would be deciding what music is. It's not country versus hip-hop. It's country, hip-hop, metal, jazz, blues, whatever, top 40. It's the fact that there's music, not any one music dominating through government. That's the common versus the singular. Weinzick 695, Patriot 957-2874, which brings me to Bette Midler. Bette Midler... I want to thank her, by the way. Bet I know you're listening. I say that kiddingly. Bet Mittler did something that I didn't think I was capable of doing. No, not singing Wind Beneath Your Wings. Bet Mittler, in, a, in an accident, has given me, and I will give this to you, the best description and argument for the Electoral College. She tweeted out last night what Joe Manchin, who represents a population smaller than Brooklyn, has done for the rest of America, who wants to move forward, not backward, like his state, is horrible. He sold us out. He wants us all to be just like his state, West Virginia, poor, illiterate, and strung out. So let's... Let's peel off the first layer of this. It's, it's fairly obvious that a lot of people don't understand that the Senate is not an at-large body. Neither is the House. Senators represent their state and their state only, which is why we should go back to appointed senators. The idea that Elizabeth Warren or Dick Durbin or, or any of these people get to come to the Senate with their own federal agenda is not how the Constitution works. Now, I would be more than happy to sit down with Bette Mittler and explain this in 
very civil terms and, and in a very civil tone. Joe Manchin represents one state. He represents it at the federal level, but he's not an at-large federal politician, which the de- I shouldn't be giving them any ideas because they would love to do it that way. They would love to have a lower chamber where the first 435 winners get a seat and then an upper chamber where a separate election would be the first 100 winners, which would, of course would give all of the power in the United States to New York and California. Yes, there'd be Texas, but they would have to compete you know, and Florida. But still, the, the heavy populated states with the major metropolitan cities would drive the politics of the United States, which is what they want, which brings me to the Electoral College. Now, what has Bette Mittler done that's so obvious? She hates West Virginia. Hollywood can make all of its money. Bette Midler could be in First Wives Club Part 8 and never sell a ticket in the state of West Virginia. The state of West Virginia has about 1.7 million people. 1.7 million, that, that's not even half of New York City. That's true, right? It's true. It's a rural, mostly rural state. There's Morgantown, there's Charleston, there's Bluefield, Wheeling, Mostly a rural state, though. They don't need. You could have a hit record in this country, a bestseller. You could have all of the profits and trappings of a career in entertainment, film, music, art, literature, without ever setting foot in the state of West Virginia. You don't need a single person in the state of West Virginia to watch your TV show, to buy a ticket to your movie, to buy your book to be wildly successful. So West Virginia doesn't mean anything. She didn't hesitate on that. She hates these people. Now, what does that have to do with the Electoral College? Everything. If you had a straight popular election with no Electoral College, there would be whole parts of this country that would be governed, that would reside within the borders of, that would be under the thumb of the national government with literally no participation in that national government save for the handful of representatives it sends to Washington, D.C., which again, if we're apportioned, they wouldn't send at all. If the Senate was apportioned and the House was apportioned as as an at-large body, meaning the first 535 people became the federal government, there would be almost no representation In North Dakota, South Dakota, Idaho, Alaska, that would also include Hawaii and Rhode Island, but they ride the coattails of of the politics of their their, uh, nearest neighbors, that being California and Massachusetts, Connecticut, New York, what have you. But Bette Miller doesn't, she doesn't even need to think about these people. Now try to imagine that being the president of the United States. If the president of the United States didn't need to ever think about these people in New Mexico, in 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 West Virginia, they would never they would, would be out of sight, out of mind. Their their interests wouldn't matter. Their interests wouldn't matter. How they live, what their local and regional cultures are, how they worship, how they educate their children what values they teach them, wouldn't matter. If you have people that live in parts of the country where an overwhelming number of people hunt, 
So for example, in West Virginia, when I lived there, there were government-run schools that would shut down on the first day of deer season. Why? Because the attendance was so low, it wasn't even, it made no sense to even be open. So on the first day of deer season, there are schools that do not open. Why is that? Because that's how people eat in some parts of the country. They go out, they bring down a deer, maybe two if they had a really incredible day. They butcher it up, they put it in, in, in a laydown freezer, and that's their meat and sustenance for the winter. Now, if you had a president that, you know, ran out of New York and ran out of LA, you know, and the vegetarians and the vegans and all these animal rights people had more access to government than anybody else, which they would, they might say, well, we're just going to make hunting illegal in this country. And we're not going to make it outright illegal. We'll just use, you know, the USDA. We'll make it, we'll, make, we'll, we'll regulate uh, wild meat so it can't be consumed, can't be transported across state lines. We'll have all sorts of regulations, fish and wild, all these national parks, we'll have all these regulations make it near impossible to hunt. Well, that's easy if you've got a Whole Foods up the block or Uber Eats where you live. If you live somewhere else, that would be devastating. That's why the Electoral College is important. But see, now I've, I've gotten... I've gone too far down the rabbit hole of civics for Bette Mittler's mind. She would be lost at this. All she knows is these people are dirty, backward hillbillies who are not cosmopolitan like she. And that's all she cares about. But again, that speaks to that argument. Do we want a president who doesn't give a damn about any number of states that that president might be governing? Or is it better to make sure that the president, again, single and common, that the federal executive and the executive branch, if they're going to extract resources and demand votes or just demand submission from all 50 states, that all 50 states have a say in who our leaders are. It's a perfect argument. It can't be broken. When you have these Hollywood people who look down upon people who live in West Virginia or Mississippi or North, North Dakota, it's because they don't need them. Their films can go on to win awards. They'll walk the red carpet. They will be, you know, celebrities. Even you could be a celebrity in this country, never selling a movie ticket in North Dakota. Never, not, not a single one. You could still be rich and famous. Try to imagine that being the federal government. If they don't need you, then they don't need you. You can join me live on the Wilkow Majority, Monday to Friday, noon to 3 East, 9 to noon West, on Sirius XM Patriot, Channel 125. <laughs>